When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I want you to take over control. Hey! Well, hi there! (laughs) How are you? Well, you're all pumped up today. I am. Look at you. Yep. Bright and shiny. You sure are. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Just exploding with energy. (laughs) For those of you who may have heard that little side effect, Janice just tapped herself on the forehead. You said I'm bright and shiny. That's exactly how I feel. So you smacked yourself in the face. Shiny forehead. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. I wonder how shiny we are, actually, after hearing this (laughs) conversation. Maybe we're a little dull. Now that I think about it. No, no, no. I I feel like we haven't talked about food in a while. We haven't had a good conspiracy segment in a while. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought maybe, you know, uh, it. let me just alienate every freaking advertiser. I, honestly, here here's the thing. Uh, have you... I didn't... All right, Jillian, speak English. I went to the supermarket the other day, right? Yeah. And I'm doing my shopping, and I was there with a friend who isn't a zealot about health in the way that I am. And she picked out egg beaters. Yeah. And I go, why are you buying that? She goes, well, it's a good question, no? No, I just... I don't think I would ever go shopping with you. Well, what? Why? But that's okay. But please continue. Well, why do you th- okay? Why do you think? Okay, so why do you think she bought it? Because she probably felt that they were healthier because they weren't the real egg, and she wasn't going to get the cholesterol in which we're told that egg, uh, real eggs carry, and they probably maybe it said organic on it, and maybe or uh, egg beaters just, are not organic. Okay, and maybe it's just damn easier. Just to have egg beaters. And we're told... But you were actually right the first time that she thought they were healthier than regular eggs. Right, yeah. Which I started realizing that science and marketing claims have convinced people that they can do it better than God. Oh, for sure. Isn't that true? It's like, you know what? Those real eggs, those are dangerous. You want health. You need our chemically engineered eggs. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And, you know, there was a time in my life when I used to believe that as well. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's made with real eggs. 
Well, maybe it is made with real eggs, but it's got coloring in it. It's got flavoring in it. It's got vegetable gum in it. There's all sorts of additives that go into the egg beaters. And in addition, the actual egg is far healthier. An egg is a near complete food. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. And the reality is that there is more HDL, the good kind of cholesterol, than LDL, the bad kind of cholesterol, in an egg. Eggs actually have been shown to lower cholesterol because there's more HDL. So that whole saturated fat leading to heart disease, that is a, a completely different conversation. In fact, you know, maybe I'll cover that in next week's show. But the truth of the matter is that research is starting to suggest that saturated fat, actually, they cannot find conclusive evidence to say that saturated fat has to do with heart disease. On, mm-hmm. on the other hand, things like trans fats and uh, very uh, diets high in sugar and refined carbohydrates, on the other hand, they now believe are linked to heart disease. But the truth of the matter is that an egg is actually an incredibly healthy food. It is almost a damn near complete food. It just misses uh, vitamin C, I believe. So you eat the whole egg? Absolutely. And I work it into my calories. Oh, so you don't... The yellow is healthy for you. Now, if you're dieting and you are looking for volume, then I've been known to do 10 egg whites. But I don't do egg beaters. And what scared me the most, though, is that my friend actually thought that this scientifically engineered food was better Mm -hmm. than a natural food. And that's, look, when this is happening, you really got to (laughs) stop. You really got to stop and go, what in the hell is happening with me here? You know, and I started, I was like looking, I began to look around the shelves and you're seeing spreads that say, you know, we'll lower your cholesterol. You know, like the spreads that suggest they can lower your cholesterol or, you know, we've added in folic acid or we've added in an omega-3. And you think, oh, this, you start buying products because of a nutrient. But when you add nutrients into foods, they're usually highly processed garbage food. And the body, we don't understand. The truth of the matter is we don't truly understand nutrition. We don't understand how the body works with our nutrients. So, for example, uh, let's take broccoli, for example. It has all different kinds of vitamins and minerals, and it, it, we don't know if it's the combination of the nutrients in the broccoli that allow for the absorption or if each nutrient stands on its own, we really don't know that much about nutrition, which is kind of scary. But we don't know if it's, is it the beta carotene in this vegetable or is it the beta carotene in conjunction with the vitamin C with the delivery system of the fiber that's allowing us to absorb it. It's not about isolating nutrients. There's a magic to whole food, to real food. And we don't fully understand how it works. And science cannot ever replace or improve upon that. Period. End of story. So right off of the bat, let's eliminate any possible belief that you may or may not have that science has found a way of improving upon nature. It has not. I guarantee you that it is either a marketing ploy or an attempt to save money. 
That's it. Read. There's a great book by Michael Pollan called In Defense of Food, where he really elaborates on on this to, to a huge degree. But I just want to touch on a few of these things, these real common sense sort of things. So, you know, uh, let me give you let me give you another example. Have you heard of this fiber called uh, inulin. Have you ever seen this when they say, oh, it's high in fiber and fiber is great for heart health and they'll add it into a lot of cereals? Right. Okay. Well, generally what they'll do is they'll take processed grains. So these are not whole grains. They're grains that are stripped of their natural fiber because a whole food is going to go bad on the shelf faster oh. than a food that's stripped or processed. Then they'll enrich them. They'll add nutrients back in because they've taken the natural nutrients out. So then you look at something and you go, oh, you know what? This food is good for heart health. And and we know that, that fiber, my doctor said fiber is really good for heart health. Well, maybe, but that's natural fiber from beans, from grains, whole grains. When you see inulin and they get to jack up the fiber level, uh, fiber grams on a label, Inulin is something that a company called Cargill has extracted from a chicory root. And it does not work in your body the way that these naturally occurring fibers in whole foods do. And what these fibers do is they essentially, uh, they bulk up in your body, they ferment and they remove, they literally remove the toxins and the gunk from your digestive system. Right. And of course they, they you know, essentially pull out uh, they help with cholesterol because they absorb bad cholesterol and this or that. But inulin does not function that way. So you buy these highly processed foods. Uh, I don't want to get sued, but we'll say cereal bars, certain cereals. Oh, yeah. You uh, see fiber enriched. Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's inulin. And it is not the same than eating a whole food. And someone buys it and goes, I'm going to buy this because it's good for my heart. Actually, it's terrible for your heart because that food is highly processed. So it has all kinds of junk in it that uh, lead to heart disease. It releases insulin. It 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 it, it basically uh, is like throwing uh, tissue on your metabolic furnace because it's a processed carbohydrate. So in effect, you're buying something that's bad for your heart and it's as heart healthy because. They were like, well, we put fiber in there and everyone knows fiber is good for your heart. This really comes down to common sense. When we buy things like, okay, another one, they'll add, uh, they'll add omega-3s to food, all right? Well, generally they'll add a cheap form of omega-3, an ALA, okay? It's an ALA fat. But there's also DHA and EPA. And those are the omega-3s that come from fish, and those are the omega-3s that have the health benefits. So you think that you're like, oh, I cannot eat salmon or I can avoid getting you know, healthy fish in my diet because I had this cereal it was that's omega- fortified <laughs> with omega-3s. But it is not the same. It isn't even close to the same. It's almost criminal to imply the connection because there truly is no connection. I mean, another one. Here's another example for you. Um, you know, when you look at like Mazzola corn oil and it says heart healthy, right? And it's like, oh, well, a dose of corn oil can help prevent heart disease. But if you read the fine print, it says the FDA concludes that there's little scientific evidence supporting this claim. 
when in fact corn oil is especially high in omega-6. And if you read, I mean, there are a million studies out there. Here's one by the British Journal of Nutrition that shows omega-6 is actually linked with an increased risk of coronary heart disease. So the, 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 the fake omega-6, you mean? Well, um, when you get into trouble with omega-6 is when it gets out of balance with omega-3. But because there's so much corn in the American diet, Mm -hmm. your ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 is 50 to 1 when it should be 1 to 1. And then there are a lot of studies that suggest it's related to inflammatory issues in the body, heart disease. Well, considering that corn is a subsidized crop, our omega-6 is through the roof. So actually, Mazzola corn oil is probably not good for your heart because you're getting way too much omega-6 in your diet and the ratio is off. You're way better off having olive oil or even canola oil, which has monounsaturated fats, which may lower bad cholesterol. But you read and it's like heart healthy. Oh, yeah. And it's a dangerous, dangerous game. Another one. Here's another one that's real clever. So you might see a claim on a food that says no MSG. Mm-hmm. But MSG has many names. I listed I would say just about all of them and master your metabolism. But have you ever seen something that says hydrolyzed protein on a label? I've, I, I've seen the word hydro, hydrolyzed. Hydrolyzed protein. It's basically another form of glutamate because MSG is monosodium glutamate. Hydrolyzed protein is another type of glutamate. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I think I'm so smart when I go to buy... Um, and it says no MSG. I say, I say, is there MSG? Do you add MSG? Oh, no, ma'am. And I go, well, then I'll have it. Oh, my God, what a bonehead I am. Really? No, 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 no. But think, why would you even imagine? You know, but they've gotten super hip to it. Think, come on, high fructose corn syrup, they're now calling corn sugar, I believe. You changed the name of it to throw everybody off of their scent. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Because people started to really, parents were like, my God, there's a big stink about this. Maybe I should pay attention to this high fructose corn syrup thing. Hmm. Yeah, hmm, is exactly right. But, wow. And, and the, the reality, though, is that the, oh, I'm going to tell you, use common sense. Just don't believe that science can improve upon nature. It cannot. So when you see something making a health claim and it's a processed food, forget about it. Forget it. It, They cannot make a health claim because we don't even know if it's true or not that this one nutrient helps this issue. What we do know is that, you know, the foods that have those nutrients have helped those issues. You know, the phytochemicals in broccoli and the lycopene and tomatoes, those things help fight uh, cancer, for example. But we don't know what it is about how the lycopene is getting into our body. That's fighting the cancer. So again, it could be the delivery system of the whole food, how the fiber is delivering that nutrient, how you're pulling it out of the fruit or vegetable, how you're getting it into your cells. What is that lycopene combined with in the tomato that's making it more um, uh, bioavailable, available to your body to, to utilize, to fight disease? We just don't have all that information. And that's why you've got to, or how it works. That's what we mm-hmm. don't know. We don't know exactly how the nutrition of whole foods works. And it cannot be simulated, not in the laboratory. No way. We're not there yet. We're not even close. And this is where I'm going to say to you, it all comes back to simplicity. Eat whole foods. 
Michael Pollan said it best. It's like, eat, you know, if it didn't come out of the ground and it didn't have a mother, don't eat it. You know, eat mostly plants, meat in, you know, animal protein in moderation, whole grains. If it's highly processed and it's making all kinds of health claims, don't think that someone in a lab can beat God at this game because they cannot. Common sense. That's what I'm looking for. These are big companies. They're marketing things to you. Sure, there are certain products out there that are good, that, that are in a box. There are. But when, you know, when they start making these kinds of claims or when you think you're buying something because it's better than you know, uh, the real thing, when you buy egg beaters and you think it's better than an egg, we got problems. You know, you've this whole thing. With, you've inspired me to eat oh. uh, to eat Ginger's egg, and I'll tell you. I'll quickly tell ginger. you. Ginger uh, is a chicken. My sister has chickens, and they lay the eggs, and we eat the eggs. I go down and get the eggs, and Ginger. Um, uh, another family had a herd of chick. I don't think they're called herd. A herd of I, chickens. I don't know what a cluster of chickens are called. A, a herd of a herd. chickens. There was a herd of chickens, and the weasel got in. You, I hope you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. The weasel got in and killed the chickens, except only one survived, Ginger. And my <laughs> nephews call her Unbreakable. You know that movie, Unbreakable? So Ginger has come to my sister's place, and she lays the funkiest looking egg. Like, it's like all weird looking. Like, all oh, the other hands are like squawk, squawk, nice little brown eggs, and delicious. But Ginger lays this funky ass egg. And I funky ne- ass egg. That's, what, that's chicken talk for funky, funky egg. Funky ass egg. And I've never wanted to eat Ginger's eggs. I'm like, I don't want to eat Ginger's eggs. Oh. But now, I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat one of Ginger's eggs. Fry it up. Oh, no, fry it up. I'll poach it. Poach it on some toast with a little teeny bit of butter. Because <laughs> I remember last time you gave me the hell for eating the butter. Maybe I should stop talking and we should get some, some calls. But I'm just so happy that I'm going to eat Ginger's egg. She's an ugly chicken, too. You see her running around. Well, the weasel didn't even want her. I know the weasel. No, I don't know how she escaped the weasel. She's unbreakable. She's unbreakable. She's unbreakable. I, I'm still trying to figure out, is it a gaggle of chickens? Yeah, it's not. I don't think it is a herd. I don't. No, it's definitely not a herd of chickens. You know who might know this? It's uh, Hang on. I'm going to call someone right someone now. Someone in the Midwest right now is listening going, you fools. Well, it's, it's definitely a- not a herd of chickens. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can reach Heidi. She might know I this. I think it's a, it's not a cluster. A cluster of chickens? Is it a gaggle of hens? Or is that just what that's my a gaggle ga- of That's a gaggle of gals. What? I get pissed when people don't answer. Oh. oh. Hello? Hello? Hi. Listen, you're on the air. I have a question. What do you call a group of chickens? Janice called it a herd. Know. What do you mean you don't know? You took a whole class about chickens. Oh, wait. I know there's like a chicken coop, but I don't know. Yeah, that's right. The chickens live in the coop. Oh, it's a flock of chickens. The son of Bruce Paul Googled it. Well, you are worthless. Uh, what, did you, what did you even learn in that class? We didn't talk about that. We just learned how to raise them and keep them in the yard. See, Heidi knows how to do it, how to keep the, her flock of chi- her herd of chickens. It's not a herd of chickens. Well, I thought it was a flock of seagulls, not a flock of it's chickens. It's a flock or a brood of ch- oh, chickens. Oh, brood. I've heard. Of, that's why they say. It's not a gaggle, me, bring though. Bring your brood over. It was over. a gaggle, but it's not. Thank it's you, certainly Heidi. not a herd. Thank well, you, you're Bruce both Paul. worthless. Well. Goodbye. All that you needed. Well, uh, yes, and you could not, you certainly could not help now, could you? <laughs>
All right, I'm going to go now. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Consider yourself worthless. Goodbye. Bye. What yeah, a, a waste of space. That's not That's not nice. I thought she said the coop. She said they live in a coop. Well, now we know at least it's not a herd. Do we call a herd of cows pastures? No, because they live in a pasture. You don't call okay, a herd now of you're chickens getting, coops. Wait, now, see, now you're bringing cows. I was just talking about Ginger and her funky-ass egg, and then now you've carried it off somewhere else. Let's let's go to some... I carried it off somewhere else. Let's go to some callers, I carried we? it off somewhere else. <laughs> I know. I have some serious issues. Because like, I'm trying to educate our listeners know, so they don't sound like fools. I didn't, ruin, I didn't mean to ruin it. I just was inspired that I've never eaten Ginger's funky-ass egg, and now I'm going to. I'm going to go home. I'm going to say, Janine... Give me one of Ginger's funky-ass eggs. I'm going to poach it up and eat it on some toast. We should definitely get some calls going. Okay, thank you. We'll take a little break. Okay. Mr. Know-it-all, well, you think you know it all, but you don't know a thing at all, ain't it? And it's something, y'all, when somebody tells you something about you, think that they know you more than you do, so you take it down by the pill to swallow. All right, Corey wants to talk to you right now. I'm ready. All right. Okay, Corey, what's going on? Hi, Jillian. Hi there. I, first of all, I can't believe I'm talking to you. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, well, th- I get, thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> very crazy. You're definitely an inspiration to me. But thank I have a, a very important question. Yes. Okay. My parents are probably one of the, they are the worst eaters mm. ever. Ever. They eat horrible. Um, dinners are horrible. They eat out every weekend. And I'm not talking about restaurants. I'm talking about McDonald's, Oof. which I don't eat. Horrible, horrible. They don't exercise after dinner. They will sit down, have some ice cream, have, you know, Kit Kat. Horrible. Gotcha. I can even go there to visit. Crazy. Okay. Now, the thing that bothers me is my grandparents, both of them died at a very early age due to obesity. Okay. Now, this is a problem for me because I'm seeing it as, like, it's a history of peeing itself, and it's happening to my parents, and I don't want that to happen to my parents. What happened to them? Mm-hmm. Now, me and my parents fight because they call me crazy that I'm at the gym all the time and that I nag them and I ruin their dinners, they tell me, because <laughs> I'm constantly picking at them, which I am annoying, but I don't know if I should stop because I'm annoying and we're fighting or okay. should I continue? All right. I'm going to answer this very simply for you. Okay. Okay. The more you talk to them slash nag them, are you getting anywhere? Absolutely not. Okay. So didn't Einstein say the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting a different outcome? Right. Well, there's your answer. Okay. Now, let's talk about what's really going on. How does it make you feel that they don't hear you? Um, I just don't understand that they're not listening to me because it happened to them. They tell me that they want to, I said, you're going to die early. They said, well, at least we'll be happy because we're enjoying what we're doing. I said, yeah, but like, if you think about 20, 15 years ago when your parents died, you're in the same position that I'm going to be in if they don't stop their eating habits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I still didn't answer my question. How does that make you feel? Um, 
makes me feel very annoyed, and that's why we fight. <laughs> annoyed. Elaborate. Um, it makes me feel that they're not, it, it's not important for them to be here. So when I grow up and I have kids, so they'll be here for my kids. So it makes you feel like you're not important. Right. Okay. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And what I do is not important because they say, oh, you work out too much. You're crazy with your eating. It's, it's, but, and it's a big part of my life. And they don't, they, I ask her to walk with me. She won't even walk with me around the block. Okay. Like, Honey, you're, you're at a stalemate here. The reality is that what, what you are doing isn't working. Not that you could do something better or different. Uh, although I'll try to help you, chances are that it probably will not work. And what right. you're left with is feeling as though your parents, like you're not important enough to your parents to change. And right. that hurts. Yeah. And of course it makes you angry and it makes you sad. So let's try this. Instead of nagging, I would have a very candid vulnerable conversation mm. where you explain to them that you are worried and that the fact it hurts your feelings talk about you how you're feeling not them and what they're doing right but that it hurts your feelings to think about them not being here and that you feel like they're choosing McDonald's over you mm. Right. Don't do it in an attacking way. Don't do it in a way that could make them possibly feel defensive. Like, you choose McDonald's over me. I can't believe it. Don't. They'll shut right down. Instead, it's, you know, I thought about this. This is ridiculous. We love each other. You love me. I love you. And here we are. We're fighting and it's creating this distance in our relationship. So I sat down and I thought about what this means to me. And I don't want to nag you, but right. I'm just going to tell you this and I'm going to leave it here. I'm worried. I'm sad at the thought of losing you. And it breaks my heart and it makes me feel worthless mm -hmm. that you choose McDonald's right. over me and being here for me. And they might, and by the way, if they hear you, God bless. Boy, did you get lucky. They may turn around and go, oh, stop being dramatic. And then you really know you've got to do some therapy. <laughs> I know, that's what they do. They even told me when I have kids, I said, you're not feeding my kids McDonald's. They said, then don't leave your kids here. Like, that sounds crazy. They are. <laughs> oh, honey, then if that's the case, then what you need to do is you need to process these feelings that you have the anger and the disappointment and you need to know that it's not about you it's not because of you it's it's deeper than that and I don't know your parents so I don't know where they're coming from right. but what you need to do is channel this passion to live and to have a healthy family into your future family and right. to your 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 friends and your loved ones that will hear you because if they cannot hear you, that is their limitation. If you, someone said this to me last night and I know this like the back of my hand, but it's always good to hear once in a while. Mm -hmm. 
if you're A and they're B, you're not going to change B to A. Only B can change B into an A. So, you know, you're not going to change that dynamic. The only thing you can do is change the way you approach B. So if that's the case, what you need to do is find a place within yourself to go, you know what? I love them. I can't change them. I'll celebrate them for the things that I love and the things that are great and the great times that we have and the rest I can't control and I'm going to grieve it and I'm going to be sad, but it's not about me. It's not because I'm not worth it. It's not because I'm not good enough. It's because they're limited for whatever reason. And that's work that you'll have to do if you choose to on your own by exploring and investigating their upbringing. But the fact that you told me that your grandparents were obese, it's clear they didn't have a tremendous amount of self-worth or take care of themselves, in which case I'm sure that had an impact on your parents. Right. And then you can really look at it with some empathy. Does that make any sense? No, it does. You look at it not in your limitation, your inability to help them, but more of their inability to feel worthy. Right. And their inability to take care of themselves. And then that's sad, but it's not about you. Right. You I just wish that they would change so it doesn't, so history don't repeat. You want them to change so you don't have to feel these feelings. Right. Yeah. I can't promise you that, kid. It doesn't sound like right. you got a good shot at that. I wish you did. You want them to change so you don't have to feel this anger and this disappointment. Oh, it gets me so angry. And we fight, like, like fight. And then I have to leave. I can't even sit there when we can't have dinner together. I get mad. Stop fighting. You tell them once how it makes you feel. You reach out with zero expectation. Mm. If you cannot go into that conversation with zero expectation, do not engage in it because it will shatter you when they turn around and don't respond. So you go into that conversation with zero expectation or do not go into that conversation. I'm telling you this. Listen to me. You have to understand and respect whether you know its origin or not that your parents have limitations that have nothing to do with you And then you take this heartbreak and this hurt that you have and you channel it into leading your healthiest, happiest life and being there for your kids. And that is the meaning and that is the lesson that you will take away. So your feelings will have a value and a purpose and a point. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Oh, and thank you. And you're great on the doctors. I watch you every day. Thank you. I'm great awesome. on the doctors. Do you hear what Corey said? Oh, Corey said the right you are. You're great at the doctors. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate podcast. it. And the podcast. Thank you so much. Have You're a great welcome. day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow. If you could only think about every kid that wishes they could change their parents oh. so that they don't have to feel that disappointment, that sadness, that anger, that hurt. But, you know, it just, that's life, it seems. You know, you said something really powerful to her, and that's the fact that she has to have no expectations of that conversation. Oh, because it'll shatter her. It's really true. It's like when you make amends to somebody, when you have to make that amends. Yeah. You have to go in and just shut your mouth. You say it and shut your mouth and you let them say say what they want to say because that's how they they feel. You can't, and you got to just shut up. Yeah. It's very hard, especially for some I know someone like yourself. But, Corey, it's going to be a tough conversation to just go. 
You know, well, I think because, you know, again, it's like if they don't hear her, then it's the ultimate rejection. For sure. But it, but if she can go into it knowing that it's not because of her, it's because of them. And she said her piece. She's cleaned up her side of the street. She's done her part. And that's all you can do. I'll let it go. I was having this talk with my mom the other day. I don't think, I don't remember. Please stop me if we've talked about this. I sent my little sister to college, right? Wow. And she's 18 now. I sent her to college, and boy, <laughs> I got the bill for the college. Okay. So it wasn't cheap. And oh. no, it was not cheap. And um, my dad is a wealthy man. So to make a, but of course, you know, he makes, he doesn't, he's basically dropped out of the, their, my brother and sister's lives, just like he dropped out of mine, never gave any of us anything. So despite wow. the fact, you know, an which angry is. man. Right. So I, you know, I was just, I really kind of thought I had resolved these issues. And yeah, I know. <laughs> Hilarious. No, okay. I'm keep sorry. laughing. Ha ha. No. Yes. I understand the I'm absurdity not. of that no, statement, no, but I thought that I had really, I thought that I had gotten over it and I had forgiven him and oh my God, I got sick. I saw the bill for college. Right. So I get on the phone with my mom and I am physically sick to my stomach, right? And I break into a rash. My face is, I'm going to have a rash and I'm like, I'm so furious. I hate that son of a bitch, right? I'm just like so mad. I'm like, I'm going to write that mother effer a letter. I'm going to, my mom goes, to say what, honey? And I was like, well, I'm going to say, you know, when that kid, <laughs> you know, runs for president, it ain't you she's going to be thanking you, mother effer, you know. And she's like, why? So you can make this man feel worthless? Why? Hmm. He already feels worthless. She's like, are you hoping for a different outcome? By writing this letter, what are you really hoping for? And I realized in that moment that I was still hoping he would change. Hmm. After all these years, I was still hoping that I could prove, look, Look how you're wrong. Look, look at what, look, see how you are, you're wrong. You change, right? right. You be the good dad. Damn you, be the good dad so we're not all so disappointed by you and have to be upset and hurt by your abandonment. But that guy cannot change because the truth of the matter is that he already feels worthless Mm. and it isn't because of me. So... You move forward. And then you know what I did? I cried. I cried for him. And I cried for me. And I cried for my sister. And I paid for her freaking college. And now you can't drink any more of that rich person tea like you like to do. <laughs> like you like to sip on no, in front I am, of I am son of Bruce poor. Paul and I. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am a poor person now. Put no. one kid through college. <laughs> my God. I mean, like, there's a big difference between rich and wealthy. Do you ever see that thing with Chris Rock? No. Chris, Chris Rock's like, wealthy, like, Bill Gates is wealthy, like, rich. That's like, oh, I had a, you know, a bad weekend in Vegas. <laughs> now I got nothing. Yeah, now I got enough. Put this kid through college, and I'm, like, eating Top Ramen every night. <laughs> Jeez. No, you're not. That's a wonderful. That's a wonderful gift you've given her. Yeah. Think about that. I, I am. I've emphasized the positive. Yeah, and then and, and you also realize that you got a little more work to do yourself. Whatever. I, I get Corey. Maybe you and Corey should get together. <laughs> I'm not. I don't put my I, foot I, in your ass. I laugh. Do you think that will translate on my, radio? I laugh with <laughs> love in my heart. <laughs> I just realized I was laughing, and you were looking at me. 
like you were going to going kill to, me. Going to, oh, I thought, going, little tears. And Did then you see it was like this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is this where you end the show? No, no. We, oh. we got time for one more call. So oh. one time, I, I, I believe. I, I'm not going to try and lie, but I think we have time for one more call. Okay. So we'll take a little, we'll take a little break. Fine. Okay. I'm going to get some rich person tea. Because <laughs> I'm not totally penniless. <laughs> one more. Okay, we have Carrie waiting for you on the line. I'm ready, Carrie. Go for it. Hi. Hi. Um, hi. Well, I had uh, originally called in. Um, I'm a big fan of yours, and I loved your book, Unlimited. Oh, thank you. And uh, I have read it, and I've actually even recently bought the um, audio copy, so I can, you know, obviously you don't learn everything from reading it just once. It, that but, is for sure, honey. I got to tell you, just even personally, I, I have to go back through and reread it. And I wish I could even, I wish I could expand upon it. Like even now there are chapters I still want to write. It's That book is all about, you could read that book every year at every age because there's always something new that it, you need to process. Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, agree. I, I get it. And I then, live it. So I get you. And then. I like I'll fall into old habits, so I want to just reestablish new habits. But um, the reason I actually called you is because uh, I a few months ago, you know, doing really great, uh, making some really positive changes. I hate my job. Mm, oh God, yeah. <laughs> I have a happy job, and unfortunately, uh, after being in a new city for two years, it's kind of the only job I can get. <laughs> Um, I have a four-year degree, and uh, anyway, long story short, going back to nursing school. Okay, um, so we're leaving the job we don't like. We're leaving the job. Okay, um, okay. Uh, all right, I think that's good. I, I, yeah, because you're unhappy, so I don't I don't need to get into that with you because you've got that covered? Got that part covered. Okay. Making some really positive changes all around, um, and uh, just struggling the past three months I really realized it. I don't know how long I've really been struggling with it, but depression. Yeah. And I've been, I've dealt with it on and off my whole life. Yeah. Um, minor bouts. This past time it got a little intense because my husband's in the military. He's uh, in the Air Force. And um, dealing with all the loopholes of their insurance has been uh, difficult, challenging, I should say. It Mm -hmm. took three months to get an appointment to see the doctor. Um, Because apparently depression, if I'm not suicidal, is not very important. (laughs) Right, I I understand. I understand. So um, I finally did get in to see the doctor, and I started on Prozac about a week ago. Mm, Okay. Getting getting kind of that uh, dealt with, um, because you're only entitled... (laughs) Uh, 11 therapy sessions yeah. um, which you know how much can you solve with 11 therapy sessions but very little um, I'm, very I'm little a shot okay but but here's what I will tell you uh, 
okay. There are low fee therapy yes. centers. In, I in, have found in, some. You found some. I have found some, and my kind of game plan was to get on the medication and kind of get me to a point where I feel comfortable going to a therapist to talk about some of these things. Use my eleven sessions, and then kind of find a lower scale. Um, therapist that I can see outside of it. By the way, low low fee. Low fee. Let me let me be really clear. Low fee does not mean that the therapist is no good. What is happening in scenarios like that is generally therapists are getting their hours. So, for they could be getting their license, they could be out of school and getting their license in which case, okay, so they're learning, but they are supervised by uh, very experienced therapists. And I meant to say, I'm sorry, sliding scale, um, right. not low scale. But, uh, yeah, I, I've used them before in Atlanta. I'm not from San Antonio, but so that's the other thing. I've been in San Antonio for about two and a half years. Right. Uh, I hate it. It is awful here. It's like someone designed my hell, <sighs> and I'm in it. Okay. Um, like, the whole, I can't, like, I haven't made very many friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit lonely there. My husband being in the military is gone and then back and then gone. And he's awesome. He actually even wanted me to ask you what he could do to help me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he needs imagine to... the best husband you could design and that's him. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Are you stationed in San Antonio and that's why you can't leave? Yes. Aha. Aha. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. We have another year and a half. Don't know where we're going yet, but I, I, I don't care as <laughs> it's not here. Yeah. But like, yeah. I used to be very active, um, rode my bike to the grocery store. Uh, I had a kickboxing gym that I went to on a regular basis, and those people were my family, uh, things like that. And here I found one gym that kind of offers the same thing. They have no air conditioning, and San Antonio is like 100 degrees for nine months out of the year. Right. And... Um, what I found is that when I exercise in the heat, uh, I get these intense migraines after about 40 minutes. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to stop you with something right now. Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to do a couple of things. Number one, you, right now you're stationed. I know how serious the military is. Can, can you leave San Antonio while your husband is deployed? Uh, that's not really an option. Okay. Um, the, it's just not. Okay. So then stop. Okay. So then it's not an option. So what we need to right. do is go, okay, we've got to make this work right now. Right. And you're presented with a challenge, which I'm sure is a challenge that you've probably experienced at other times in your life. Have you ever felt trapped by a scenario that you can't escape or uh, a situation or a circumstance that you, you feel it sounds like you're feeling trapped by this place, imprisoned by it, out of control. How does San Antonio make you feel? It makes me feel sad. Like Why? The grass is dead. There's no, no, grass. no. Uh, uh, uh. Keep going. Try harder. Uh, Do you feel lonely? Do you feel... I feel incredibly lonely. I feel like, um, Did you the, feel like... the people that I have met, uh-huh. they... I guess I'm a little more eclectic than they're used to. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you and feel alienated. They, they look at me like I'm crazy. You feel like an outsider. 
Yeah. Okay. I've tried really hard to make friends. and Wait, like, wait, you know, wait. Have you ever okay. felt like an outsider before? Uh, previously, but I, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. but in Atlanta, I really came into my own and I kind of found my niche and. Okay. So Atlanta, you found your niche, but before that you, you have experienced the feeling of being an outsider before. Yes. I was red hair and freckled growing up and. Okay. So overweight. now you're in a new place and once again, you feel like an outsider. Yes. Okay. All right. So you're in this new town. You cannot leave it. We have to turn that around for you. That is your challenge. That is your lesson here in this situation. Life brings us these lessons that we need to learn and process. And if we don't beat them, they come up and they come up and they come back and they come back meaner and stronger and worse than the last time every time until we conquer it. So... This feeling that you have, you feel like an outsider and you're bringing that feeling to this scenario. And I'm going to tell you, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to try to help you here. The reality is that there are I get it. It's not your city of choice. I understand. Okay, if you moved me, you know, out of a big city, I probably would not be happy. I'm a city girl. I like the city. So it would be a struggle, but I guarantee you that there are good people everywhere you go and it's a matter of how you attract them and how you find there are good people and there are bad people. There are good people and bad people in Atlanta and I promise you there are good people and there are bad people in San Antonio. So you've got a couple things happening here. Number one, just even your... It's a real fancy way of saying your neuro-linguistics programming, your NLP, the way that you're talking about this place. I hate the grass. I hate the weather. I hate the people. I, you know, the, the, the vernacular you're reaffirming over and over and over. I hate this place. I hate this place. I hate this place. I hate this place. Okay, I get it. You're not the only one who does that. I do that too. But the problem is that then you're cementing and ingraining in your thoughts and your belief. I hate this place. And then you put out, I hate this place. And your thoughts affect your behaviors and your behaviors might be unconsciously picked up by strangers and then strangers don't approach you. And then it reaffirms that you're the outsider and then you hate the place even more. So this is something that you are going to have to work on and turn around and find a way to find the good in San Antonio. You need to change the way you talk about it. You need to change the way you think about it because you cannot change your circumstance. You're stuck there for a year and a half. So I hate the grass. I hate the weather. I hate the this. I hate the that isn't going to help you, sweetie. It's not. It's just going to make it worse. So what you need to do right now is tell me five things that you like about San Antonio. Wow. <laughs> you gotta pay. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's your neighbor's oh, kid Carrie. that you think is cute. I don't care if it's you know the fact that there's not traffic. I I I, I don't know what it is, but you need to tell me a few things that you lo- like. Okay, I looked at a picture yesterday. Right, I got the. Uh, it was the cover of what magazine? It was like Prevention magazine. Okay, I looked at the cover of it. I'm on the cover of it for some. I think November, and they sent it to me, and I was like, I hate my hair. I hate my 
you know, I was like, I hate the clothes I'm in. I hate my hair. I look, I hate the way I'm standing. I, you know, I would the whole thing. And my business partner looks at me and goes, Hey, 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 Hey. And I was like, what? He's <laughs> slap, like, slap, slap, slap. He's like, it's done. It's gone to print. It's over. So why don't you tell me five things you like about the damn photo? And I was like, my teeth look white. My eyes look green. I guess I look skinny. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's done, sweetie. It's friggin' printed. I can't go back and fix my hair. I can't go back. You know, what's done is done. I got to live with that photo for a month on the cover of Prevention. I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a very intense person. I'm always going to go to what's wrong. But in this case, I can't fix it. So I have to live with it. And I have to find the beauty in it and find the good about it. So you need to start looking at this and going, okay, you're experiencing your external world through your internal world. And your internal world is pissed at San Antonio because you didn't choose it. Is pissed at... Well, okay. I, well, I'm a, such a huge believer. I, I read books on NLP all the time. Like I am, And for the first two years, you could not get me to admit to anyone that I did not like it. I would not say that I did not like it. Okay. But here, since like the depression has really kicked in, yeah, it's like, and and in two because it limits me in a lot of ways. Yeah. That, you know, I used to go out and run with my dog. My dog won't even run it so hard. <laughs> oh, oh, I go a mile and I have to drag my sixty pound dog back. Like literally, yeah, no, <laughs> babe. I don't want to not validate you. I listen to me. I validate you. Okay, I hear it, but it's not going to help you. So, right. what can we find about San Antonio that we like? And you've got to find something. I don't care if it's Tex-Mex place that you dig. God forbid. I hope it's a healthy Tex-Mex place. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't. It's awesome. It's all unhealthy, but it is so. I've never had a tamale before I moved here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. So, you know what? Like, maybe you've learned a new type of cuisine that you like, and you can get passionate about learning how to make it in a healthy way when you move out of there in a year and a half. Maybe you take cooking lessons over there, sweetheart. Maybe, you know what I mean? Because you like, you like the cuisine. You can make it your own and take it with you. Maybe it's, uh, you know, again, it's finding a therapist that you really connect with. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, um, maybe it's music. Maybe there's a music scene there that you like. Maybe it's, it, you know, maybe it's a reading group. I don't know. But you've got to start reaching out and expanding. That's problem. Like, with the depression, but before I was actually trying, I joined a couple of meetup groups, you know, for women and, you know, books that I like to read and that sort of thing. Um, I, the, the main thing that it boils down to I was taking all the right steps and doing all the right things, but it's just, it's gone on for so long. And it, to me, for me, I always recognize the signs right away. You know, yeah. I've dealt with this my whole life. I'm a very positive person. And I know when my mind is going to that negative downside, and I try to correct it right away. But because I was constantly, like, I, I would call to make an appointment. They said, no, you can't have an appointment for the next month. And so it just went on for so long that right now I it's like I don't have the energy to Mm-mm, you can't honey I don't want to minimize depression either because I because I understand how serious that is but you cannot get in this place where you're fundamentally disempowered I'm too depressed to try no because you 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 have no choice your your choice is misery or try 
misery or effort. You, you have to get up out of bed and put that one foot in front of the other. And even if it's just going to one cooking class or making one phone call that day, uh, you know, going to the reading group or, you know, going to the gym that has air conditioning, whatever it is, you, you have to make that step. You, you have to. You just do it. There comes a point where we can throw all the talk and the, the what's the word? I don't know. The, the, I don't want to say processing, but all of it out the window. And you just have to take action. You have to. You've got to force your hand. You've got to force your hand and take action. And that's what you have to do here. There's no other solution. I get it. It sucks. It's not where you want to be. You're pissed about it. You have every reason to be pissed about it. Lesson here, get yourself in a situation where you have more control in the future over where you live. But you're bringing this outsider mentality into this scenario. And you're experiencing that in external world from your internal perspective. And you've got to work on that. You've got to beat it. You've got to make efforts. And it's going to come down to you. You've got to find five things that you like about San Antonio. And you need to reiterate them. And you need to get your little ass up and out wherever it needs to go. So that you can be more social. That you can be around people. And that you can be more open. Because otherwise, you're going to have a year and a half of hating your life. And why? Why? You know what? Take this time and try to beat it. Seriously, look at this as a challenge and go, I'm going to find five things I love about this place. I'm going to do it. It's a year and a half and I'm going to learn how to do this and how to turn things around. Yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right. I think I just, I knew it and I knew it before and I let it backslide and backslide and it's just, uh, I need, I guess maybe someone else to tell me just, you know, on the bad days, just get up and go. Get your ass out of the house. I will. All Thank right. you. All right. Honey. You said your book was amazing. You're on the mid book, and uh, I definitely need to listen to it every day. But um, <sighs> you're amazing. So thank you. Thanks, honey. It's going to get better. All right? I know. You've got to do it every day. Exactly. Thank uh, you. All right, kiddo. Have a good rest of your evening. Okay. Okay. Bye. Boy, do we have to go? We gotta go. Oh, uh, we really gotta go. Yeah, I know. See you next week. All right, bye. Peace. I can't win. I can't rain. I will never win this game without you. Without you. Without you. Without you. Without you. Without you. I am lost. I am vain. I will never be the same without you, without you, without you, without you. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it 
It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleisinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.